Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Trans, but I still have a wiener guy. Mr. Trans, but I still have a wiener guy. Never mind logical thought or common sense. You brave into the world every day to show that women too have a cock and balls. Hey lady, how's it hanging? Who needs a vagina? when you can still walk around with the impression of a ball-peen hammer in your yoga pants and still be considered a woman. I think I see a dick print. Yet you go out and fight every day for your cause. Because deep down as a man, you know the first thing you have to do each day is fight as a woman. So crack open a cold Bud Light, Mr. Ally of the Alphabet. You have changed the meaning of the word camel toe forever. Mr. Trans, but I still have a wiener guy. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Hey, what's going on? It's Christian Rodriguez, and it is time for the C-Rod Podcast for Sunday, July 9th, 2023. Whitney coming in for the second time here, and she wants to dance with somebody because she just did an eight ball of Coke, and she needs to get out there and fucking move. All right? Somebody take her out there. (laughs) Poor Whitney. But weird thing. If you guys remember when I played, I forget what song I played of hers before and I told you like this interface wouldn't allow like certain instruments in the intro to actually come through and it did this time I I don't know why I even tried it again but it did work and I'm coming off of like I I don't know I'm kind of in just like old school waters here because you know me with the with the way I lose shit and the way things happen (laughs) I got those pimp headphones that, that when I was a part of the National Podcast Association I had to chase them down for them for about six months but i finally got them and and they're great i mean they're fantastic headphones but in the last couple weeks and i don't know why why if you're going to make high quality headphones why even make this a thing okay it's happened like five times and it's so hard to get back in once it happens but like the little ear piece ear piece the thing i don't even know what you what would you call it the thing that goes over your ear, like the muff, <laughs> for, for lack of a better word, the ear muff, the whole goddamn thing came off. So there's like these little, it's like a little like ridge that goes along the circle of the headphone and you got to like, it's so weird and it's so hard to get back in and I've done it like five times now and it, it every time it happens, I'm like, motherfucker, because I look at it and I'm like, oh man, it's going to be a project, right? Well, Apparently, I don't know how this happened, but the, uh, it happened again the other day. And the earmuff comes off. And I don't know. It, 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 as it normally does in, in my crazy shit and my crazy luck, it rolled some. I, I can't find the fucking thing. I got I got one earmuff on the headphone and one is, is in parts unknown as, as we speak. And I have no idea where it is. So I had to go back to these old school, 
you know Sony headphones that I had. It was it's like going from a, a fucking Benz to a, a Honda Civic. <laughs> so here I am, you know, just going back to my roots here. The C Rod Podcast. Before I started fully producing this thing and everything, I got these freaking Fisher Price headphones on now. Fisher Price, my first headset. <laughs> good to be back with you guys as always and i think we're you know i I don't think i know we've officially entered africa and i think it really started like kind of the week of my birthday going up to that fucking phillies game i'm still pissed off about that by the way even though it's been two weeks i'm still pissed off about that (laughs) that's how much i hate the heat i it's so weird, man. It really is. It's so weird how they, you know, they say, "Well, as you get older, you're gonna, you know, you're not gonna be able to deal with the cold as much, and you know, you're gonna wear a jacket in the summer and all this kind of shit." Like jacket in the fucking summer. I'm like, as I get older, I I embrace the cold more. This shit's downright gross at this point. I mean, you you walk out like I say, you walk outside. It's like the humidity is so goddamn bad, and it's just soup. Who can enjoy soup? I just don't like the heat, man. I, I used to love it, like I, you know, well documented on the show. I used to love it, but now I hate it. Come on, fall. I'm Team Pumpkin now. <laughs> well, no, I'm not Team. Whoa, let me back that up. I'm not Team Pumpkin. Let me get pumpkin, please. I'm Team Wear a hoodie outside. That's that's what team I'm on. All right, and it's just it's just getting downright oppressive out here. And I got to you know, as you guys know, I got to keep the air conditioner off. So I'm I'm you know again losing weight. What the fuck else is new? All right. Now, what I'm going to start with today could easily, easily qualify. That's a that's fucked up segment, but I, I got to dive right in because this is just fucking, this is comedy. It's comedy at this point. This is not a that's fucked up. This is fucking comedy. Okay. I'm sure you all heard. This is, this is going to be a story. I don't care. What, what, I don't care if somebody goes down to see the Titanic. I don't care if somebody goes to try to, you know, uh, find the Challenger blown up in space. I, I don't. I don't care if they try to find DB Cooper. I don't give a fuck what people are doing. And I don't give a shit about the news story. You can't hide the fact that they just found a fucking bag of cocaine at the goddamn White House. Can you? Can you hide that? It gets even better. What the bullshit that they try to tell you? <laughs> Look, man. All right. Finding the source and finding like, you know, what's going like, how did this cocaine get here and all that? kind. You got the Secret Service. You got the FBI. You got the DOJ. Everybody's at your disposal and you can't figure the fuck out. <laughs> you know, and, and, and here's the other thing. I think we're so dumb. Look, okay, yeah, it was a tourist. Oh, oh, okay. So a tourist just happened to walk into the White House one day and and, and supplant a bag of cocaine in, in the West Wing. The West Wing, I mean, it's a place that the tourists don't get to. Where they found it is a place where, like, only important people can get to. And they tried to come out, oh, well, there's an investigation. It took them three days to find out that it was actually cocaine. find that out in five seconds <laughs> lick your pinky dip it in put it on your tongue if it goes numb we got a winner <laughs> bye-bye dickhead <laughs> see you in attica dick there's no way they're gonna skate around that i, I, I honestly i'm actually shocked that it was reported i really am like i, I'm, I am shocked at that 
Yeah, because, you know, Biden's, they could do no wrong, can they? I'll tell you, this Biden family, they're really classing up the White House, aren't they? They're really, they're really holding up the reverence of the White House. This is fucking crazy. I mean, just last month, they had a goddamn pride picnic or parade or whatever the fuck it was on the front lawn. It was topless. Everybody's just out there with their titties out. No sooner than a week later, now you found cocaine in the West Wing. You're really classing up the joint, Joe. And here's the funny thing about it, okay? Like, at this point, this is how long it takes to wake a nation. I think people are finally starting to, you know, like, wait a minute. Here's the thing. It's when people people get to the point where they say, wait a minute. (laughs) That's when you're set free. The second that you go, wait a minute. Maybe this guy really is a criminal. <laughs> you know, like, let me look into this. Then you start peeling the layers of the onion down. But what I'm trying to say is, okay, it, it's no secret in the, la- in the last six months, okay, that Hunter Biden has been a resident at the White House. There's people in the Congress and people in the House are talking about it. They're complaining about it. They're like, this guy's not an elected official. Why is he bringing his pajamas to the fucking White House? What, what are you doing? You got here at six in the morning what, what, for eggs and pancakes? No, you fucking slept over. Well, actually, you didn't sleep over because you're all cracked out in your fucking room. And here's the thing. Do you, <laughs> do you know what level of dirtbag you got, you got to be, all right? Do you realize what level of dirtbag that you have to be that as soon as the story breaks, the cocaine was found in the White House that 300 million people were like, oh, it's Hunter's. <laughs> do, do, do you realize the level of scumbaggery? <laughs> that it's automatically assumed that it's yours. And, and and half the people don't even know that you really live there. God, man, they call John Gotti the Teflon Don. This this is a whole fucking this is a whole new can of soup. This this is fucking nuts. He just he just skated on on, on, <laughs> on felony charges that locked up the likes of Ja Rule and Wesley Snipes, not Hunter Biden. No. All good. It'll even be expunged from your record. The sweetheart deal that he got. Oh, wait, 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 pay attention to the Titanic. <laughs> I talked about that before. Now, here's the kicker. This one is this is a stone-cold beauty. Now, I have this ability, only from experience, but I have this uncanny ability that if you're on something, I can pinpoint exactly what the fuck you're on just by looking at you. You know, I, I can look at somebody and be like, he's on Xanax or what? He's on Parks, or he's on meth. I, I, I listen. <laughs> I, I've done my share of drugs in half of someone else's. Okay, <laughs> I ain't got that to hide. What the fuck, I, I lived. What do you want me to say? All right, and I've, I've done my share of cocaine. All right, I know just, just by looking at somebody. That's how I can tell you know spot a good actor or not too. That's how they act like when they're on drugs. But I've done my share of cocaine. All right, now, <laughs> I know the visual side effects that cocaine brings, and there was some event going on. I forget what the fuck it was, but it was at the White House, and Joe, Jill, and Hunter were standing on the balcony, and it was nighttime. All right, now, first of all, Hunter was sweating like a hooker in church, number one. Number two, he had the coke face. He had Actually, he just had the coke eyes. That was all I needed to see. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> all right 
and and then and then he's like he was he the guy was fucking winging and you know i spotted it out right away now here was here's what the kicker was okay jill was doing it with him nobody paid attention to that they all wanted to look at, at hunter biden because I'll, I'll more on that in a second but jill biden had the coke face like worse than hunter like she had the jaw winging you know her freaking face was soaked with fucking sweat so she's basically doing cocaine with her son in the white house on camera right in your face <laughs> nobody, nobody says nothing that's normal it's normal so right at that moment he ducks behind, hunter ducks behind jill and he's going like he's you know he had to go walk away and he did one of the oldest cocaine tricks in the book now see cocaine is a drug that you can't just whip it out <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's one of those like oh we gotta go to the bathroom type of thing like so if you ever go into a bathroom you see eight guys standing in a stall they're, they're not they're not having a gangbang Okay, there, there's there's an ulterior motive involved in that. This guy did the oldest trick in the book. He didn't even get a key. Like, he didn't do the key bump. He actually, all right, so <laughs> here's a trick if you ever want to do cocaine in public. <laughs> oh, man, anything goes here on the C-Rod podcast. But so take your left hand, all right, and 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 make the letter C with your index finger and your thumb. All right, go ahead. Everybody do <laughs> I teach you how to do drugs on this show. All right, so what you've done is in like the web of your thumb and your and your finger, okay, that, that web now stretches out. It's almost like a little shelf, almost a little pocket. You can you dump a little cocaine on it. <laughs> little tootski. <laughs> Just walk away. If you're slick about it, nobody knows nothing. Hunter, on the other hand, needs a little practice in that field because he's not quite used to hiding him doing the cocaine. Because if you ever checked his fucking TikTok page, the guy's smoking fucking crack every goddamn day. You would think, like, his parents would be like, Hunter, listen, your dad is the president of the United States. You can't be just smoking crack on TikTok. <laughs> we can't be doing that. But he does it. And if he went by his old man, remember remember the crime bill in 1994? Everybody seems to forget that one. And I played that clip on this show before, okay? I'll play it for you again. Here it is. If you have a piece of crack cocaine, no bigger than this quarter that I'm holding in my hand, one quarter of one dollar, we passed a law through the leadership of Senator Thurman and myself and others, a law that says... You're caught with that. You go to jail for five years. You get no probation. You get nothing other than five years in jail. Judge doesn't have a choice. All right. How, how articulate Joe was when there was still half a brain back in that head. You know, no less than five years. Okay. Well, if we add up all the fucking shit that this guy smoked just on his TikTok account alone, and not to mention, he he, he one time he, <laughs> he filmed himself with a hooker, all right, weighing out two grams of cocaine. There was 20 years right on that scale. If it's no bigger than one quarter of one dollar, fine. Yeah. All right. Now he's got about 40, just from that. And then what was found in the White House, that's got to be another decade. I mean, we're, we're racking up a life sentence and all the cocaine that Hunter Biden has done, let alone everybody else that you want to lock up for five years. 
Scumbags! The whole fucking family, they're scumbags. And thankfully, last week, and uh, they'll hide this and suppress this as much as they can, but they're not going to be able to hide it for long. Last, last week, the House passed articles of impeachment on Joe Biden. So that, that stay tuned for that, folks. That's going to be a fun ride. Nothing's going to happen because, again, the Bidens are the system. But, you know, it, it's just funny how, like, it, they finally got to the point where, like, you know what? We're just going to do it right in their fucking face. What are they going to do? You know, we're the Bidens. We have more power than anybody. We'll just, we'll just allow it. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Hunter. You know what? On second thought, fuck it. You know, fuck it. You ain't going to get no years because you, you just sit here and smoke and, you know, and do that shit. I mean, did you ever see that fucking one where he smoked so much goddamn meth or coke that he just had to get new teeth? Like, oh, fuck, I'm chalking these teeth. So what happened? They, they had to prep him for the surgery, right? So they basically, like, yank all your teeth out and like, pull the bone from the thing. This guy had, like, these brown chiclets in his fucking mouth before he went and got his new cappers put on just like his old man the next day. And he was proud of that on TikTok as he's smoking a fucking rock. <laughs> Criminals. And, and then how many times has... <laughs> This is the other thing, too. Like I said, when, when he's talking, he's lying. How many times have you seen Joe Biden ask, like, are, do you know anything about your, your son's, you know, business dealings in, in foreign nations and shit like that? I have no idea about his business dealings. I don't do it. He's grown. I don't got my own problem. You know, and, and he's been asked that a million times, and he said no. Well, here's what happened, okay? They let a WhatsApp chat leak, and it was a screenshot of Hunter Biden talking to some you know you know some official in china and he goes and hunter biden said and i quote i'm sitting here with my father and we're getting very impatient we had an agreement you are to send that 10 million dollars that we agreed upon or shit's going to get ugly the bidens know how to do this and that and the third well nothing about business dealing you know i'm sitting right next to him get 10 percent of that 10 million that's got a million, million, billion, billion, billion dollars, man. Yeah, he made a, if the big guy gets 10%, he makes he makes a cool mill off that deal alone just for sitting on a couch. <laughs> no, nobody's, no, nobody's doing nothing about it. All this proof. <laughs> you know, and, and if Hunter Biden wasn't a Biden, he would be the worst criminal in the history of criminal. Like, who, okay, I got all this evidence that that my father's crooked he's taking these multi-million dollar payments from national officials to sell state secrets in fact he actually i'll try to find the clip he was sitting at a nato meeting and i don't know what if he just had a momentary lapse of reason but he was like okay i uh i sold state secrets and and and, and deep classified documents he just said it out loud i'm like <laughs> to anybody who's paying attention, all right, the, both of these guys, Joe and Hunter, have racked up two life sentences with all the bullshit that they do, and nothing happens. It's it's flat out fucking maniacal to me. It, it, it makes me laugh. As a matter of fact, it's at that point. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, the impeachment. Yeah, it's a formality. He'll he'll be acquitted. It'll be all good. <laughs> Unbelievable. Like this, just the level of scumbaggery in that family, and no, and nothing happens. You know what else I debunked this week? Not this week. It's, it's actually been for a couple weeks coming now because there's certain you know outlets that I follow, and I, I keep on reading these things and reading these things and reading these things and watching these things and all this other shit. 
right? And it says, oh, new poll says, uh, you know, Ron DeSantis is up 61 points against Joe Shit the Ragman. And I keep reading it and reading it and reading it. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, but, uh, President Biden's uh, approval rating is now at 61% of polls, recent poll. What poll? Tell me, I'm 45 years old. Tell me a time when you were ever walking down the street or in a Walmart or, you know, in a Wawa or just, you know, anywhere, anywhere in your life ever. Has anybody just randomly come up and, yeah, we're taking a poll. Uh, we asked a thousand people. Has anybody ever done that to you? I haven't. That not happened to me. Not even the family feud. We asked a hundred people. I never got that one. The only, the only thing I was ever lucky enough to be approached for was the goddamn Pepsi challenge when I was six years old. That's the only time anybody's ever come up to me that wasn't trying to get me to buy something. I've, no, I've no, yeah, but this is a good poll. It's the Rasmussen poll. Oh, it's the Rasmussen poll. Okay, well, where do these, where do they interview these people? Silicon Valley? <laughs> Polls are bullshit. You know what else is bullshit? <laughs> that nobody fucking pays attention to. Why do I got to be the asshole for the people? Why, why is that my job? <laughs> I know it's not. All right, but I got to report things to you guys. A lot of you guys don't pay attention to things, even though I know I have the most intelligent constituency in the history of podcasting. I'm just saying, if there's things that don't make you scratch your head and go, what the fuck is it? I can't help you. The only thing I can do is help you here on the C-Rod podcast. That's all I can do. It's <laughs> the best I got. Now, here's where I call bullshit, and I apologize. I actually meant to talk about this a couple weeks back, and I did, actually. The day that it happened, I, you know, I was I was Scoop Brady on that one. I was one of the first people to report that because right as I started the podcast was when, uh, you know, when, the, when 95 fell down and went boom. That was like, that story was an hour old when, when, I, when I put it on the podcast, right? And did anybody happen to pay attention to the repair Of, of 95 now it was you know they were putting a band-aid on it for now but it's the it's it's the greatest band-aid in the history of band-aids that's why band-aids are so great it's it, it, that that's a brand that's not even what a band-aid is called it, it's it, a band-aid is called an adhesive bandage but band-aid made the best adhesive bandage that they are just now known as band-aids there's a lot of things like that uh like a sharpie you know, like, oh, give me a Sharpie. Well, it's a, it's a permanent black marker, but everybody refers to it as a Sharpie. Uh, what's another one? Q-tip. That's a cotton swab on a, on a stick. <laughs> a double-ended cotton swab on a stick. And now, hey, give me a Q-tip. It's the same thing. But here's the thing, okay? They knew that 95, like, you couldn't fuck around with this. Like, this wasn't going to be like every other 95 project and every other turnpike project and every other interior infrastructure road project that you would have anywhere. That, that, that's not a thing. Because this this is fucking with the infrastructure of, of, of Philadelphia. And, you know, of course, 95 is the main car that it runs up from here to Florida. So they had to act fast, okay? Now, when I tell you, I, I, I pay close attention to this because I'm like, I got to see... Like there, there's no way they're gonna tell people, okay, well we got the contract and now we gotta we gotta do budget and then you'll be able to, you know, just take State Road for the next 14 years. They, you, you couldn't do that. There was just they, they couldn't do it. So so the first thing that I watched was the drone footage of them just cleaning it up. I had no idea that there were that many 
dump trucks <laughs> in the state of Pennsylvania because they clean all that up in, in like five hours, which if they had a contract and a budget and a schmudget and a budget, it would have, it would have happened for six years. Not just the cleanup, fuck fixing it. All right, now they took care of this thing in like a week. And the funny thing was, it was like, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to put 10 pounds of shit in a five-pound bag just so we can fix this 95. And they came up with a genius plan, okay, in, in an hour and 90 minutes, which would usually take five, you know four months of voting and, and, and all this other bullshit and proposals and schmozels, all that shit. They came up with this solution in 90 minutes, and they were like, listen, we're going to fill this fucking thing up with, you know, with this substance, not dirt, because dirt will continue to pack down, and then, you know, 95 will go fall down and go boom at some point again. So we got this glass rock. It was almost like this shit was just waiting in the wings for us. Oh, it just happens to be in Wilmington, Delaware. Oh, oh really? Would Joe Biden know 95 was going to fall? Yeah, keep his, keep his glass rock here. We won't then. You know, and so... They get this, and they determine that that is the substance that's not going to be packed down like dirt. So they fill this shit up in probably a half hour. All right, they pave right over it. Now they got three lanes going each way. And even better, the contingency plan, you know, as as people are driving on that, they don't even have to shut down anything. They can work from the outside in. So you came up with a genius plan and a genius plan B in 90 minutes, and then you fix that in in a, in a week? Meanwhile, the intersection from hell over here took 22 years. <laughs> and I told you, there were so many times until the very end that I, I did not see one dump truck. I did not see one high-vis vest. I did not see one employee. I didn't see a safety cone. I didn't see jack squat. That and the nickel get you a hot cup a jack squat. So now, if anybody happens to be, <laughs> to be at a city council meeting, and they, and they start talking about, okay, now we're going to do the Kelly Drive project. It should be done by 2036. <laughs> I call bullshit. <laughs> 2036 is 13 years away. You could probably knock that out in two. Now that we are we were very aware of what you're capable of, you took an eighth of a mile chunk of 95 and fixed it in a week. And it's going to take 13 years for the Kelly Drive Project. I'm just, there's no Kelly Drive Project. What I'm saying is, is they're going to announce some other fucking thing. It's going to take 52 years when they can knock it out probably in a month. When they tax you for everything that you do, you know, oh, work, there's tax. Oh, sales, there's tax. Oh, car, there's tax. Oh, fucking this, there's tax, 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 tax. It's going to be a lot of fucking money. <laughs> okay. And I went through the dollar amounts with tickets and, and fines and all that other bullshit. I, I'm, I'm now convinced anybody who is anybody is in on the take. There's, there's, there's no way. <laughs> you know, there's no way that you could fix a, a, a piece of road that fell out of the sky in a week and, and you can't fix, you know, a curb in, in, in nine years. It's now been debunked. You're, 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 the cat is out of the bag. But again, I see shit like that, and that's where my brain goes. And it's my goal to make sure that everybody's brain goes that way. When something happens, say, yo, what the fuck does this mean? There's always something attached to it. And I'm up against a break. And I got to turn the air on because I've, I've lost four pounds. 
in this first segment. That's fucked up. Get off my lawn. And all kind of fun shit on the other side. Make sure you keep it locked right here on the C-Rod Podcast. Back in a flash. Hey guys, Christian here. And you still haven't gotten that home improvement job done yet? For that, I got two questions for you. One, what are you waiting for? And two, what's the biggest investment that regular people like you and me are going to make in their lifetime? Of course, it's going to be their home, right? It's a 30-year commitment. You're going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, and you always want to protect that investment, but you also want to enhance that investment and make it look as good as you possibly can in and out. And that is where my friend Chris Jackson comes in. I've been telling you about this guy for two years. He's the leader of his industry. Nobody is better in the Philadelphia area. You can trust me when I tell you that. And essentially, he's a one-stop shop because there's nothing Chris can't do. He'll do general and custom carpentry, custom design, custom built-in cabinetry, high-end custom-built tables and chairs, elegant staircases, high-end home bars, refinishing basements. There's nothing this guy can't do, and he does it better than everybody else. And he said something to me one time that made so much sense when you speak to quality. He said, if you want to get your kitchen redone for $7,000, I'm not the guy you want to call. And that really stood out to me when it comes to quality in his field because he knows the game. He knows if somebody's going out there looking for the cheapest price possible, you're going to get some shady contractor who's going to use poor materials, he's going to have shoddy labor, and then you're going to call him back in two years when everything falls apart and get the same thing done again. Then two years later, get the same thing done again. Two years later, get the same thing done again. When you could have just called Chris the first time and got it done right the first time. When you call Chris Jackson... He is going to use the top quality materials with precision labor, and he's going to get it done right the first time. It's going to be built to last. It's going to be built with class. I told you before, this guy was never around in the summertime on the weekends because he was outside hustling, perfecting his craft. And now 20 years later, he's at the top of his industry, and he's at the top of his industry for a reason. Like I told you before, go to his website, cjacksoncontractors.com. His Facebook and Instagram page are linked to that website, and you can see all the work that he posts every day. And every single day, this kid blows my mind. So what are you going to do when you need your next project done? You're going to call my buddy Chris. Action Jackson, C. Jackson Contractors, the Cadillac of Contractors, cjacksoncontractors.com. Call Chris today. Tell him I sent you. Welcome back to the C-Rod Podcast. Lionel. <laughs> Making his debut here. I got to tell you. See, see right there. <laughs> like Everybody knows the guy's not like an Islander. <laughs> He's not like Caribbean or anything like that. But he gets away with it. You know? See that? What you crying about, little girl? And then I'll just like, you know. <laughs> I actually think that Lionel Richie was the model of where they they designed that <laughs> in Coming to America. You know, the Soul Glow? Like that guy? The guy that was, you know, I forget what her name was, the girl. The, the, the guy that she was dating. You know that guy? 
Like they modeled that guy after after Lionel Richie. Like he had like Lionel Richie had the Jerry curl and the big mustache, and it was like trademark for him. And I truly believe that Soul Glow was born and birthed and coming to America from Lionel Richie. A couple quick things that I got. Let's see here, because. You know, again, it's it's like, oh, oh, I had to talk about this, all right? Because, you know, July 4th was, you know, technically this week. I mean, last week, it was July 2nd on the podcast that we did this. But, and I think, and if I, listen, I, I, I'll i say this again. I'm over 100 episodes now. If I said something and I repeat it, my bad. You know, because it's like, if I said, oh, you said that back in episode 36. Right? It was 70 episodes ago. Like, <laughs> but I think. I talked about this guy on this show, this fucking Joey Chestnut. He has to be the strangest human being I've ever seen. Just because of this shit that he's... First of all, okay, we get it. Nobody's going to beat you at eating glizzies. We get it, Joey. How many Nathan's hot dog championship belts do you really need? What was it, like 16 in a row? And the last real threat to beating you (laughs) was Kobayashi? What was she, 36 pounds? And that was in like 2007. Like, he should just not be allowed to participate in it. All right, Joey, we know, we know, we know. You, yeah, you, okay, good. You can eat 75 hot dogs. Okay, that's great. Oh, you do, you do, because they, they did have an ESPN 30 for 30 on this fucking guy. And he's tying weights to his chin and doing, like, you know, chin exercises and all that. Like, he's built that thing up. Did you see that goddamn jaw on that guy? It, it's like, it's like 12 Jay Leno's. Like, guy, you know what I'm saying? If like that is your thing, oh man, there's a commercial on right now that I have to talk about on this on this on this episode because it just makes me sick. It's on right now. But anyway, just let somebody else do it, Joey. And then how about this? Did anybody see last year when he somebody somebody came some protester came to like get on the TV and like he put up a sign. And Joey Chestnuts, you know, he's taking in a glizzy, and he, and he just proceeds to put the guy in a chokehold at the same time. You know what? Look up that video. Like, Joey Chestnut chokes out protester or some shit, and it'll come up. You could tell that, like, <laughs> that was his pre, that's his predetermined move, if anything ever happens. Because, like, the guy was standing right in front of him, and, it, like, you can see Joey Chestnut see the guy right in front of him, and then, like, you saw the light bulb go, oh, do the move, do the move. And he just, like, awkwardly wrapped his arm around the guy's neck. Just look it up. You know, but, I mean, come on, dude. And, and again, as I as I tell you guys about this, people with eating online and eating for followers and, and, and all this nonsense, you know, like, I follow these guys, okay, that, like, they go in like across the country and take on like, you know, like food challenges at like, you know, a random diner in Omaha, Nebraska, you know, where it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, I'm at this barbecue joint and their big thing is eat three pounds of pulled pork, eat three pounds of brisket, eat three pounds of ribs, one pound of slaw, one pound of fries and one pound of baked beans. And I got 30 minutes to do it. It can't be good for you. 
like even if you train, because like that's what Joey Chestnut said on his, you know, on his, on his thirty for thirty. The fact that he got a thirty for thirty could have been a that fucked up segment. But what I'm saying is, this cannot be good because he 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 would you know he he said there's certain techniques you got da, 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 da. okay fine if that helps you like eat more food. There's another guy and I I, I can't I, I can't fathom how this guy is not five hundred pounds. He's actually he's actually thin. He's a slender fella, and what he does is he will take, like, it's like, how many calories can I take in in a day? Whew, man. He wanted to eat what this, I forget, a sumo wrestler or some shit. He's like, I'm going to eat what he eats in a day. And it was like 30,000 calories. 30,000 calories in, in one day. That's like 15 days worth of calories. Like, how the fuck... You know, I don't understand why these people think this is this is a good idea. It's the same as the guy. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I did want to tell you that. I did want to tell you that. I got a little little Wawa tale here because you guys know how I am about Wawa. Used to be a big Wawa guy. Never go to Wawa anymore. But I, I kind of was forced to because it was July 4th. And, like, I wasn't doing anything on July 4th because it was Tuesday. Like, I'd work the next day. It wasn't, like, the 4th on, like, a Saturday. So I was just chilling. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take the guesswork out. I'm not going to play, you know, who's open roulette. You know, I know Wawa stays open through a nuclear holocaust, so it looks like I'm stuck with Wawa today. But what I wanted to do, <laughs> remember when I was telling you guys I wanted to like get like five or six of these disgusting menu items that they that they added on just to prove that they're garbage. You know, like I, like you know they had that pasta, they had burgers, and they got brisket and all this other shit. So I finally decided, I'm like, this is going to be like the only time I go to Wawa, probably for the next three years. I'm like, so let me just go. I'm just going to go get a bunch of shit and just like take two bites of each thing and like throw it away. Well, much to my chagrin, I get to the fucking Wawa and they didn't have any. They didn't have, they didn't have no, there was no brisket. There was no pasta dishes. There was no burgers. And it was after four o'clock. Some people would be like, yeah, you don't serve that till after four. The people who still religiously go to Wawa, there was none of that was there. You know, so I'm like looking at all, you know, at all these different things, right? And and I, I ended up just getting a, a panini, but I did see this thing. I'm, I was like going through. Like I, I was probably annoying to the people behind me because I was on that screen for like a week, just looking at all this shit. Like, they're, like again, their menus like Cheesecake Factory now. And so I'm looking through, and I see the quesadillas and like the one to create your own or like the ones that they already have, right? And I looked, and I saw this one. It's a jalapeno popper. Now I'm a big fan of the jalapeno popper. It's got to be the cream cheese one, though. I, I, you know, I won't kick a cheddar cheese one out of bed, but it's got to be a, a, a cream cheese one. It just has to be. So they do this thing that, like, they put bacon on it, jalapenos, cream cheese, and cheddar cheese, and the fucking thing was delicious. But it's like you know, like I was saying, you know, like I don't do like I, I love hot shit. I love heat. I love all that. You know, but but like. Jalapeno popper, jalapeno popper, jalapeno pepper. They just don't like me for some reason. It's it's not like I can't handle their heat. It's just they don't like me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't do well the next day, and that's where I go to think about those guys, not the guys that eat like that. Well, probably the guys that eat like that and those challenges and contests and all that. How do you think? What do you think Joey Chestnut's bathroom was like the day on July 5th? <laughs> I would not want to be a fly on the wall in that situation. That I can promise you. However, 
Like that one dipshit that I told you guys about that like eats Carolina Reaper peppers and ghost peppers and bottles of hot sauce like just to get followers. I don't know about you, but I, I, I enjoy the fact that I can just walk around confidently in public. If I'm that guy, at any given moment, if, if, I, if I bend over and cough too quick, I, I, could, I could paint a UPS truck. <laughs> That's what that guy can do. I'm cool off of that. So, <laughs> whatever. whatever. <laughs> God, I don't even realize the shit that comes out of my mouth sometimes. And by the way, I, I do have to congratulate Wawa. This was one thing that I didn't see because I, I don't really pay attention to it. But, you know, they got that, that hoagie fest every summer, right? And I looked at it, and it was like, <laughs> like I remember when when hoagie fest started versus now, right? It was like, oh, yeah, they got hoagie fest, classic hoagie, six bucks. I, I remember when... <laughs> I remember when, like, that's what the, a classic actually cost. Now, like, the discounted Hoagie Fest price is six bucks. Thanks, Joe, for that, too. You fucked up Hoagie Fest also. Here's the thing that I don't understand. How come nobody's saying anything about this? Hoagie Fest has been around probably 15 years. I don't know how long it's been around. It's been a while. Maybe even 20 years. I don't even know. What I do know is they they stole that entire campaign off of the Beatles Yellow Submarine album. The main character is John Lennon. Now, I know Wawa is a regional delicacy and not everybody knows about it, but Paul McCartney had to sniff this one out. This guy would fucking sell his mother. The Yellow Submarine, a little, little copyright infringement there. The, the guy, look up the main character of Hoagie Fest. It is exactly John Lennon's character in Yellow Submarine, and it's also cartooned after the Yellow Submarine, all those psychedelic 70s, you know, 60s cartoons. Here's the bigger kicker. You know, who's, who, you know who writes all those jingles? You're not going to believe this. Well, you probably will because he was a nobody. But th- this song was just pretty unforgettable. You remember that band Nada Surf? Yeah, they had the popular song, you know. I'm a football star. I'm popular. I got my own car. <laughs> like, that's that's the guy. So he's made millions off of Wah Wah and not his own music. But it's just crazy. It, it's crazy that they could just model that entire sale every year off the L submarine. And, and Paul McCartney's actually letting it happen. Freaking crazy. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> now, this next thing that I got I got to get into here, I'm, I'm probably going to catch some shit from some of you guys. And I did actually want to do it one time in my life. I, there was a, one, a very small period in my adulthood where I said, you know, I wouldn't mind doing this. And then, like, upon further review, I say to myself, why? And this is going to be more on the, on the latter half of the story. But to start it off, okay? As you guys know, I find out a lot of shit just from, you know, dating websites and looking at profiles and shit like that. And I, I said it before that I call bullshit. Not You're not going to tell me that every single fucking profile in any dating website ever, everybody goes to the gym every day. It just, you're lying. <laughs> All right. You're, it's, you're full of shit. Here's my thing, though. Are they full of shit when they say this? 
Because every when did this become the funnest activity in the world? I never knew it was fun to begin with. But everybody, everybody, all of a sudden on these things, they're all a hiker. Everybody goes, oh, we could like to go on a hike. A hike. Just the word hike is like, I'm not interested. Because <laughs> I associate that with a long, drawn-out thing that I, I would have the choice to do or not do. You know what I'm saying? And... <laughs> it's crazy because it's like have you ever seen these people have you ever seen hikers like they they go out there and they got the whole get up as if they're going on to like a 21 day excursion on like naked and afraid like you're 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 tyler state park What what do you need all this shit for the number one accessory that they have is they have the hiking stick ever seen the stick it's it's one and a half times the length of the actual person, right? Then they got they got the you know they they got the safari hat on as if it's an adventure, and then and then what do they got? I don't even know where they sell these fucking things. Okay, where the fuck? <laughs> they got the backpack that's like it's not a backpack it's a volkswagen that they put on their back it's it's like a fucking it starts at the at their neck and goes all the way down to like the crease in the back of their knee again this is not a 21 day excursion where what, what, what's even in that fucking thing you're walking for th- what it's, it's it's three hours for a three hour tour a three hour tour and I got news for you. When you do make that hike, there's an eight-year-old kid with a can of Mountain Dew, and that's it, and he, he'll run laps around you. You need to have a second home on your back and a, and a, and a big stick and then a hat and all the bullshit. I associate hike. All right, so if, if I was like, all right, yeah, what are you doing this week? And I, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to this uh, this local you know music show this week. Oh, where's it at? Oh, it's, a, it's in Allentown. Allentown? That's a fucking hike. It's almost like a frowned upon term. <laughs> Why am I openly? Oh, yeah, we go hike. But here's the one that I'll never understand. And this is what I, w- I, I thought about very briefly as, as, as a man in my 30s at the time. And I'll never understand this. And I'll, I don't think I'll ever do it. Because like, I remember when I told you guys that like I get to a certain point in my life where I need my bed. I will avoid sleeping outside of my bed at all costs, if, if at all possible. What's with these? What's with the campers? What are, you, what are we going camping? What are we doing? I gotta know, because these people will do this shit for like four days. You know, it'll be like a four day trip, and they're going like two hours away to some I don't know where the hell they're going. But they, it's this the same thing. Okay, all right, Thursday we're we're gonna leave work around three thirty. We're gonna have the, the, everything's gonna be packed already. We're gonna leave straight from work. We'll get there about 5.30. That'll give us three hours to get, you know, get the camp up and get dinner going and we'll get a fire. All right, so that's Thursday night, right? And then once you get everything set up, it's nighttime. You build the fire, and you roast marshmallows, and you do it. If you drink beer, you smoke weed, whatever it is you do. There's always going to be the guy that's got, there's always the guy that's got the acoustic guitar. There's always that guy. Right, and then after that, you wake up. Then what do you? Then what do you got? Like, what do you do for the whole day on Friday, and the whole day on Saturday, the whole day on Sunday? Like, what are you doing? Like, you're just sitting out there in the woods. Like, 
<laughs> yeah, let's let's pack everything up. We'll go. We got we got perfectly good, you know, house here with you know, with bedding and furniture. It's very twenty twenty three. No, let's go out there and, and and just walk into the woods and pitch a tent and just sleep. What? And I I do have questions. Like you know, like what what do you do during the day? Oh, we're, uh, here's what we're gonna do. <laughs> We're going to wake up nice and early. What, like you have a choice. I slept outside when I was a kid. When it, in the summertime, as soon as it got light out, that tent was a, 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 an incinerator. You have no choice. Oh, we're going to get up early like you're proactive. No, the sun's going to get you up early. And what are you going to do? What, what's the big activity? You guessed it. And we're going to go on a long hike. <laughs> Great. You know, you know what I'm saying? Is showering a thing in, in that four days? Is that a part of it? I don't know what they have at these places. What do they do? Don't get me started on the fucking bugs and the mosquitoes and all that other bullshit. Why am I volunteering to do this? What else is there? It's like I talk about the ocean. Like, you are an intruder. So if I, if I got my tent up, do I got to worry about you know snakes and rats and lions and tigers and bears too? It's like, I'm volunteering for this also? What if it rains? Does your campground become mud? Because when I was at Woodstock, we we had a little bit of a water problem. Go back and listen to that episode. Where our tent was nearly the Titanic. What if you got to drop a deuce? <laughs> what are we doing with that? Do we go dig, squat, and bury? When I could have just stayed home with my bed and my toilet? And no bugs? I just don't understand why people like use vacation time to, to, to go to go do this. Like, you know, oh, we're gonna go out and we're gonna you know just sleep outside like we're in the old west. Oh, all right. <laughs> I just I don't I'll never get it. You know, and it, and oh now they got this thing too. They I heard this in a team meeting like about six months ago because all these people out in the, in, in the flyover states they really got nothing. They got nothing going on with their lives. So one time, hey, what's everybody doing this weekend? <laughs> I hate that shit. Big, big, big plans for the weekend, man. If I did, I ain't telling you. But since everybody wants to share, she she comes in. She's like, "Yeah, we're going glamping, glamping." What is that? And and thank God somebody chimed in with it because I don't I don't participate in team meetings. I don't, I don't say a fucking word. But somebody's like, "Glamp? What the, what's that mean?" Yeah, and like, oh, it's like you know, it's like a glamorous camping. Glamorous camping. I'm like, please tell me what that entails. And that's if you, you know, bring an RV or like a camper, you know, like you don't have a tent. You got like an actual structure, you know, where it's, it's climate controlled. You know, you go in there, there's no bugs. There's a TV. Oh, okay, good. Well, you know what, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, I'll skip the glamping and I'll just do all that from the luxury of my living room. What, what glamping? <laughs> Please explain it to me. Please explain it. I don't. I don't understand. Why do we go on long hikes and act like we're going away for a month on an excursion? Also, why do we camp and or glamp? Anyone? Help me out on it. 
Now, before I move on, I did tell you while I was doing that whole thing that there was a commercial that was on that just that just makes me sick to my stomach. And you're probably thinking, oh, is it the Burger King commercial? I'm like, no. <sighs> what I do know about that fucking thing. Like, that's the new, like, that guy, that, that annoying-ass jingle that I've talked about, like, that's the new ba da ba 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 That's going to be around for the next 25 fucking years. And I, and I, <laughs> and not that I ever eat there at all, but I boycotted it <laughs> just for that, because I'm petty like that. But, no, the commercial that was on is like, okay, before I even tee this up, all right, just, there's a time and a place for everything, as we know, okay? Now, I will say you probably won't ever see this commercial if you don't watch like sports because it's 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 like one of those like you know nowadays they got like now there's 500 different betting apps and all that kind of shit it's like DraftKings and Sportsbook and and points bet and schmoints bet and, and and bet your sister's ass there's so many of them I I forget what I think this one's a points bet commercial but it, it takes place on a golf course okay now before I go any further all right, you guys know that me and my dad, you know, like my dad got me into golf at a very young age, and that was basically our bond, and that bonded us for everything else. And you know, golf is really for you know, for people who are real golfers, you know, it's it's a game of reverence and and it's a game of respect. And you know, my dad taught me at a very young age too that, you know, the golf is one of the only sports that you can you can actually take you know, you can take elements of the game and apply it in real life for, for so many different things, whether it be etiquette or respect or, you know, or just consideration, anything, you know, and, and, you know, he made it like church when I was young, like, like you better fucking respect this. And, and I do, you know, I, I really do. And, and I, I hold it in a very high regard, which is why I get mad. You know, when I see it, it's like, look, if you're a casual golfer and you want to go play golf, fine, I get it. And not everybody's as hardcore as I am and, and some and some other people are. But if you're gonna go, you know, play golf, okay, have have the respect. And what I'm trying to say is like you go into you go onto a golf course and you go to like, you know, onto the first tee and you get if you're wearing your hat backwards, turn it the fuck around. Have a little fucking respect. Now, when I'm out on the streets, I wear my hat backwards exclusively. And I don't give a shit what the people say about, if you're over 35 years old, you shouldn't be wearing your hat back. Why? <laughs> There's an age limit on that now? I look better with my hat on backwards than I do forward, so I'm going to wear it backwards when I'm out. Matter of fact, my dad used to break my balls about that. And for a while there, I didn't, like, even not on a golf course, I didn't wear it back. Wait, 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 wait. what the fuck am I doing? I said, fuck you, guy. <laughs> I'm wearing my hat the way I want to. But I won't on a golf course, for, you know, for that reason, you know. And then the guys, like, I see videos and reels of the shit all the time. The guys who, like, you know, fuck around in the carts and they drive them into the fucking water, you know, and flip them and try and jump over bunkers and shit. Like, I want to kill you people because you have no idea. Like, you don't even know what you don't even know. It's just the ultimate game of integrity. I mean, Christ, there's no other sport in, in, in the world. There's no other sport ever invented where you have to call the penalty on yourself. There's no referee. Think about that for a second. You have like that. That's that is that's the definition of integrity. Because there's guys out there that do it all the time. Like it's like oh nobody else saw it. I ain't calling that fucking penalty on myself. 
but it was. So there, you know, there's a high level, and 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 the same thing is like I told you before, where it's like you know I, I said this before on this show, where if you get paired up with somebody you've never met before and you play 18 holes with them, by the time that 18 holes is up, you feel like you've known that guy your whole life. It's a very special game, and it's a very, you know, it's it's a sacred. The whole thing's sacred. So don't be an asshole. Okay. Now, I had to just tee all that up with this because this this fucking commercial makes me sick. All right. So there's there's this woman. And her name is Paige Spiernak. And I know there's probably some of you out there know who she is. And, and basically what she is, okay, is she was a, she was a, like, she became a pro golfer, but you know, like not LPGA tour type, you know, cause there's, there's local pros and then there's like that. And she couldn't cut it. Like she, she never made it to the LPGA tour. So in order to keep herself relevant, in order to keep herself like in the face of golf, all right, now she's she's a blonde, like one of those blonde bombshells. I, that's that, that's completely not my type. Like the fucking the blonde with the you know, thirty six, twenty four, thirty six bombshell blonde. That's not my thing. It's never it never has been. But what she does is she like she, now she does these little videos where she's giving a lesson on something like oh if you want to get it out of the bunker do this, or you know if you know, you missing ten foot putts do this, and she's doing it with like a fucking slut outfit on like like a thong, on, on a golf course. I'm like, okay, so you're completely okay with being a failure, <laughs> not getting to the tour and not doing that. So you decided that you're going to keep yourself in a reverent game like golf and just be the golf slut? Is that what you're doing now? And this commercial caps it. So, the, so basically what's happening is there's a guy waiting in the fairway for her to clear off a green. And he's looking through his rangefinder, like, you know, there's like, like just little binocular things to tell you how many, you know, yards you are away from the hole so you know what club to hit and all that kind of stuff. And he looks through the thing and she's dancing on the fucking green in a slutty little skirt with her, with her freaking, her roast beef curtains are hanging lower than the goddamn skirt. And she's just dancing like a slut for fucking 30 seconds. Like, oh, okay. And so now you're golf's stripper slut. Oh, great. Oh God, she makes me sick, man. It's basically like I like I, I've I've totally just accepted the fact that I'm a, a cum dumpster skank, and I'm just going to be that in the game of golf. And and she's she's really like that's a stain on the game in my in my opinion. Now, like I said, there's a time and place for everything. All right, when I <laughs> when I worked at the strip club, okay, we had our we had a golf outing every year, and thank God that we had it at fucking Junietta. <laughs> That's really the only, a city course is really the only course you can get away with the shit they were doing. I mean, Jesus, it was a shit show. It was a goddamn shit show. All right, and we go, <laughs> you know, there was all kinds of shit happening like inside the ropes that it was like, what the fuck? It was like, hey man, where's where's Bob at? Oh, he's he's off at thirteen getting a blowjob. <laughs> what? <laughs> Juniata has a famous. I forget what hole you're going to, but you got to go like underneath, you got to go beneath an overpass and it's all graffitied up and it's all fucked up. I can only imagine the shit that was going down under that underpass that day, but there's a time and a place for everything. And you know what she's doing is not it. So fucking skank. It's time for to get off my lawn segment for the week. So here it is. What the hell is this? Get off my lawn. Now, (laughs) it was a couple weeks back, and I think I closed the show with this, but 
I was basically paying my homage to the older black men in this world and just and just how they like I, I, they're my hero how they <laughs> how they just do shit <clears throat> you know they overnight just develop this old black man voice you know and they don't give a shit like that. they're at that point where it's like i ain't putting up with your shit i don't give a fuck i'm 55 years old and this is who i am i don't give a shit fuck you <laughs> you know what i mean like you know you kiss my ass with that old bullshit get the fuck out of here with that shit <laughs> you know what i'm saying oh man and it's just fucking cool as shit so i am calling on you all right i got a guy forgive me henry i, I think you're 56 but he he sent me a text message after I did that bit because he, he <laughs> and you know it I'm not breaking your balls but you talk like that you know you do you're kind of you know like a prototype of like where I built the bit off of the beginning. <laughs> I'm the only kid that's been around forever and my buddy Tony can vouch for me for that I've been told I've been saying that shit up and down down here for about 15 20 years I've been saying this shit 15 20 years you can keep my head with that bullshit right now but I need you Henry and I need I need a lot of you all right i need you to be a mentor to the young black kids in in in, in the world today because they are they're, they're just not it with the way that they talk and i don't know where it i don't know how it left them meaning you know i said to you you know i said it before i'm like i'm like black people just have a way of making the english language sound cool the way that the way that they say it now like the guy i played last week that dipshit at that city council meeting not that guy a white guy trying to be black i'm talking about the black guy that makes the shit sound cool all right these kids from i'd say 15 to 25 they need help they need you they need you to go and teach them how to talk because somehow they just fucking forgot along the way and here's what they do i watch like there's this real this guy he's actually doing what i should be doing now and i'm, I'm going to be doing it you know moving forward to you know to grow the show even more and that is you know start posting like you know little one minute audio clips of this podcast and just making reels every day so i can get into the algorithm you know like i said you don't even have to be good to get in like that fat fuck that reviews those cheesesteaks i tell you about all the time you know like yeah eat it eat five thousand calories a day but because you have to post a reel every day but his shit's growing and it's like okay well i'll do the same thing but this guy he's it's a philly podcast and and the guy he just drives down the street. This is what his clips are. They're not audio of the podcast. It's him driving down the street and just encountering a weird situation in Philadelphia and saying his two cents on it. And there was one. The first time I saw the reel, I hated the guy. I, I hated the guy because basically he was in Philly. I think he was like in North Philly or maybe even West. But basically there was traffic everywhere. Like nobody was moving. And he was basically like filming himself, like cutting people off, going into oncoming traffic, going in the fucked up lanes he's not supposed to be, just so he can bypass the traffic. And you guys know how I feel about that. Like, oh, you're more important than everybody else. You don't have to wait in the traffic. You know. But he'll just like pull up to like a random thing happening on the street. And here's the thing, and, and this is why I need the older black brothers to come, you know, save the young brothers. All right. Now, they feel that like they can't have dead air. Like they, no matter what's happening, like they always have to be talking. They feel that they need to fill in any dead, dead air space. And, but the, th the problem is that we, when they do that, they, they are, they're not saying anything. It's just a bunch of salad and, it, and it's three words rotated over and over again with another word mixed in every 15 or 30 seconds. And none of it makes any, it's all just word jumble. It's much like Kamala Harris. <laughs> 
she could talk for 30 minutes and not say one goddamn thing. And, and she's good at it. I'll tell you that. She's good. She's good at, at that. But she's another story for another day. Because I've, I've actually had her in the holster for about five or six weeks now with, with some of her. Well, we'll get into that another time. But like, all right. So say the guy, the guy's driving down the street, right? And there's two cops on the corner and they're questioning a guy. And he's wearing like a, let's just say he's wearing like a loud green suit. All right. This is what the dude will do. And like I said, they feel like they have to just, no matter what they're saying, doesn't matter what they're saying, they just have to be talking. And it's the same shit over and over. So the dude will go and roll down the window go, yo, yo, bro, yo, bro, yo, bro, bro, yo, that's crazy, bro. Bro, that's crazy, bro. You got that green. Bro, you crazy, bro. Yo, bro, you going that nut shit, bro. Yo, yo, bro. Bro, yo, you want that crazy shit, bro. That's all they do. <laughs> I swear to God. I And it's not just him. It's every time I see somebody. Like uh, the other night in Love Park. All right, they took dune buggies to where the fountain was. So this is what we're, what we're doing in the city these days. They take dune buggies to the fucking Love Park and they're doing donuts for like an hour and a half. Same thing. People go and film. Yo, yo, they out in the john. Yo, bro, that's crazy, bro. And that's all they do over and over again. Old brothers, go help the young brothers, please. Please. I get embarrassed just listening to them. Yo, bro, bro, yo, bro, I'm 24. I don't know how to talk English, bro, bro, that's crazy, bro. Teach them, old brothers. But but do it right before you got to channel yourself, okay, <laughs> to the golden age. Meaning, like right before your your voice crossed over to that, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> right before it crossed over to that, when you were in the golden age, teach them that, please. Cause this shit crazy, bro. Please, it's time for that's fucked up. On today's episode of How Fucked Up is Fucked Up. That's fucked up. Now, <laughs> I'd, I'd like to credit my buddy Matt on this one because he was the one who pointed it out to me. And usually these are these are the kinds of things that I pick out. As you guys know, I'm a very observant person. But things do slip by me every now and again. And Matt aptly brought it to my attention. And I thank him very much for that because he has now given me fodder for this next segment here. All right, now, we all know I hate people at, well, people, but we all know I hate people at the supermarket in general, but that's not a secret. All right, the other thing that I hate, because I particularly go to Giant, is that fucking Marty. All right, I, I hate that fucking thing. I still don't know what, ser- what what purpose it serves. The more and more I think about it, the more and more I think it's mining data. It's not, but you know what I'm saying. I just don't like the fucking thing. Why do I got to have this creepy thing with eyeballs looking at me and following me around everywhere I go and not getting the fuck out of my way? And who named it Marty, by the way? But I don't like him either, all right? But the thing that I just figured out, like, I didn't figure it out. My, my buddy Matt did. He brought it to my attention. I'm like, wait, you got to be kidding me. So a few weeks back on a, I forget what segment, probably that fucked up segment, when... When I said, like, you know, they, they just installed these these self-checkout lanes, and we just we just bought right into it. We walked in, we're like, oh, look, I don't have to deal with people now. 
And they, and and all of a sudden, we just walked in and voluntarily started working at the supermarket. Nobody nobody signed any working papers. There was no show my ID. You know, no, no I'm allergic to this. No, you just go right in the fucking line and train yourself and work yourself and ring yourself up and bag your shit and get the fuck out. And we just ate it up. Now, I will say this. Like I said, if I got that opportunity to, to check myself out, I'm going to do it. You know, I'm just going to do it. But I'm going to do it respectfully within a certain amount of items so I'm not standing there like a dipshit. Okay, so I said, I'm like, you know what? We just voluntarily started working at the supermarket. Nobody asked any questions. Nobody said nothing. Like, okay, I guess I work at the supermarket now. And we just started ringing ourselves up, and, and, and that was it. And I said, wait a minute. If we're working at the supermarket now, should we not be getting a discount? And you guys remember this. It was only a couple weeks ago. I'm like, if we bring up 100 bucks and we get like five bucks off, we work here now. But no, we don't. We, we just blindly walked in, got a name tag and a fucking apron and just went to work. W- w- when did that happen? So my question is, as you guys always know, I want to follow the money. Where's the money? <laughs> I do it for much more important things, you know, like politics and shit like that. But, you know, follow the money. I'm like, where is the money going? Well, if we're not getting it, if we're not getting the kickback on eight machines that you have in each supermarket that were once eight employees that you no longer have to pay, where is the, you know I don't, I don't see any ai doing any shopping for me i don't see any anything that's, that's that's making the shopping experience any better whatsoever where's that money going you can't just put your fucking constituency to work and take money this is the, the supermarkets much like the country you know like we're paying your taxes and you're going to use our money to get those goods so we could get those goods no 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 no. if we're going to give you more money i want to know where that money's going and i never know until my matt my, my buddy matt called me and we were talking about it and he goes, you know where that fucking money's going? I said, no, where, where's the money going? He goes, you ever notice that, like, you know, the delivery service is free? I went, oh, my fucking God. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. I, I, I was like, oh, my God, that all that money allowed them to have a whole new division of their business so they can deliver. Now, I don't know about you. But I have never used a, a grocery delivery service, and I probably never will until one day when I fall and break my hip. I've fallen, and I can't get up. All right. I, outside of that, I, I don't, I, I'm not going to use it. Now, it's a, is it a good service? Yes, it is. Now, maybe some of you have are not disabled or old or handicapped and just use it just for convenience. Maybe you got three kids. Maybe you got, you know, a lot of shit going. I got to get him to soccer practice. I got to get him. You got too much shit to do. Okay, fine. I understand that, too. But from what I understand, it's mostly for, you know, like the elderly and the disabled and the handicapped and shit like that. Which that's great. That's great. It's great that you offer a free delivery service, but you're using your customers to, to, to pay for the labor. Like, <laughs> And you're going to offer for free? Why don't you just market it that way? We, we would have had a lot more respect for you if you would have said, like, here, we have these new self-checkout lanes. You can check out yourself, and it helps the elderly and the handicapped. We would be like, oh, I would, I would be delighted to go do that then. What a cause it's for. And I get to ring myself out, and I don't have to deal with a dipshit mongoloid that you fucking hired that has no idea what he's doing. And he's always going to get to that one item that he's going to ring out anyway. It doesn't have a barcode on it. And then he's going to go get the manager and all the fucking bullshit. Much like that time I bought that fucking dicked up water. You remember I told you that? You remember that fucking story? And and they double packaged it and it had no barcode. And I couldn't ring it the fuck up. And then this one, I don't know. I've never seen this before. Let me go get the manager. I, it's always something like that. 
So yeah, if I can have the bonus of ringing myself out, you know, up by myself, not dealing with an idiot, and I can just get the fuck out of there, and I'm, I'm doing it for a good cause for handicap and old people, great. No, they just installed these things and said, get to work, and don't ask where the money's going. All right, the fact that these government, not government, <laughs> see where my mind goes. But the fact that Walmart, Target, every, anywhere with a goddamn self-checkout, because they're everywhere now. I mean, there's not a store. that yeah, I go into Wawa that want, you know, when I went into Wawa the other day. I'm like, they got self-checkouts now, too? At a Wawa? But the fact that they keep bringing these things up and nobody's explaining where the money's going until my friend Matt has to you know, tell me about it. And then I find out that they're using our money and our labor to have a whole other division of, of their service. That's fucked up. Right. Moving right along, <laughs> I've I discovered, and this isn't anything new. This this is probably I would say probably this is a I want to say a four or a five year thing, and it's narrowed down to a certain group of people. When you go on Facebook, this isn't so much Instagram as it is Facebook. This is more of a Facebook thing. But it's all narrowed down to one. Now, it could be a guy every now and again. But did you ever see these, I call them meme lords? <laughs> you ever see these people where it's like, you know, remember how I tell you guys about people who just will post 17 things in a row, 17 events that they're interested in, or 17 lost dogs in a row, or, you know, like everything is the same, like you're going to see the same diarrhea post, but then they got the meme diarrhea lords. Have you ever seen these people? And they are usually, like I said, sometimes it's a guy most of the time, it's 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 a divorced single mother, <laughs> or just a single mother. This is a fact, all right. Now, now maybe it's just a fact on my page. I, I I have to think that if it's on my page, then ipso facto, it's on your page too, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and when I say they, they they're fucking funny, man. They're, like I don't know, like I don't know when this became an art, but there's people who make like their own humor through somebody else's meme, but it's still original to them because of the caption that they'll put on it. And and what they'll do is they'll post one meme and once it's just like everybody else, once you see the one meme, then you keep on scrolling down and you and, and it's like seventeen more in a row. And they're fucking funny. So whenever you see the person for the first time, you're like, oh cool. At least the next nine posts I see aren't gonna be her being interested in an event. Like this is actually a funny fucking meme. And they're hilarious. So here's what I want to do. <laughs> I want to get, we have plenty of time to put this together. Okay. Now I want to see if you guys actually have this on your page. I can't be the only person in the world. I would say, one, two, three. I, I have like seven of them and, and they're all single mothers, <laughs> which is hilarious. And some of them are like, you know, like some of them are like, you know, racy sexy fucking memes you know like things like you know about being like you know overweight and fat and shit like that's shit like that which once you cross 40 we're all overweight let's just let's, let's keep that honest but and and it's just funny but they could be different subjects different this different that but they put like captions on them that make it their own like somebody was saying something about like mcdonald's sprite and it was like a they're like this is how mcdonald's sprite feels going down my throat and there's a piece of like 90 grit sandpaper and all she did, all the girl did was she put the word, like her caption just said spicy. That was it. But it was funny. <laughs> like, Or sometimes it's just an emoji that like matches. These people are geniuses. 
So we have plenty of time. It's it's July now, so we would have until like February. I want everybody like if you have these these women who post these memes every single day, like on a regular basis, and post a lot of them. I don't even know where they get them all. Where do they get? Do they have these secret meme portals? They're not making these things. Like, what is your source of of memery? I, I don't I don't I don't understand where people get them. But I think that we got to get the sixty four best ones, and do we'll do a little little, little March Madness. <laughs> you know how fucking great that would be. And I'll do it on here. I'll do it on this show. We'll have a you know a little, little March Madness going on, and we'll find out who the best single mother memer is. And that's all I got for you guys this week. So, <laughs> I do, I, I, I do have to give a special shout out to it to a new listener that that uh, that just started listening to the show recently, and it's my buddy Marlon. And Marlon and I, we worked on the titty committee together <laughs> at the strip club. And we just hit it off right away. He's just one of those dudes, man. He, you know, he's you know a cooler than the other side of the pillow type of dude. And and we we stay in loose touch, you know, you know as as you do. And you know, we'll text every now and again. And and he doesn't go on Facebook much, so he really didn't even know I had a podcast. And 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 he was like, you know, he texted me out of nowhere like two weeks ago, and he was like, dude, he was like, I was just scrolling through Facebook and I saw like he got a podcast. Like he saw he saw the hundredth episode. Speaking of which. I got a lot of plays just just for me saying it was the hundredth episode. Like, not a, a lot of new listeners are like, "Dude, I can't believe I see you post this every week," and I didn't I didn't listen to it. And then when I saw the hundredth one, I was like, I, "I was like, let me let me listen to it." For, and then they listened to it and were like, "Dude, I recommended it to my friend. I did this. I did this." So it's like, all right, well that that helped me. But so he listened to it at that time, and he was like, "Dude, this is fucking great," you know, and blah blah blah. Now he drives a truck for a living, so he's in the truck. But I got I got to tell you, <laughs> he. He is he has boosted himself up to one of the top listeners of the show because it's been two weeks and, and he's he's like caught up. I, I, <laughs> I was like, what? So like he was listening to it for like a week and and then he sends me a text. He's like, yeah, I was I was talking about this and that. And he's like, and then I was listening to the forty first one. I'm like, the forty first one. I'm like, I'm like, you just started listening to it. And, and he's pretty much caught up in like two weeks. He's listened to a hundred episodes. Like, God bless you, Marley Mar. And welcome to the C-Rod Podcast. Always great spending my Sunday with you guys, even though it's a rainy, miserable, batshit, shitty day. I did get 20 minutes done yesterday, but either way. Doesn't look like a balcony night for me this evening, so I'll be inside, which sucks. You know, it is what it is. You need to get a hold of me, Christian, at thecrodpodcast.com. You can get me on Facebook Messenger, or you can text or call me if you have my number. And as always, the C-Rod Podcast is written, mixed, mastered, and produced by yours truly. And I look forward to next week. Now, if you do have, if you do have like those memers and they, they happen to not have a private page, please, if we could get up to, it doesn't even have to be 64. I mean, let's be real. Even if it was 16, wouldn't that be fun to do like a little radio show type of, you know, like a little 64 type of thing? I'll read the memes. Because I do, I want to, I want to get into like this thing where like I have like maybe every now and again I'll have an episode that's like themed. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I, I actually talked about that, saying that like one week I'm just going to do an episode on my list, and that's it. I'm just going to rip people for 60 minutes, <laughs> and and why I hate them, and all that. You know, and and I do. Quick news and notes while I'm you know pontificating about this. 
you know, there's a lot of things that I that I've had in the holster for five or ten years, you know, that I never really dusted off yet. A, a good example would be, you know, like the Bud Light commercials. You know, I I look at that as like a funny little sketch that you know that that I do, and you know, I hope I you know from what I understand, you guys enjoy them. So you know, I'll keep cranking those out so I can rotate them in before each episode. I also think it's good for a new listener. You know, that's the first thing they hear is is a is an old Bud Light commercial that's actually mine. But either way, you know, I I've always wanted to get into like you know skits and things like that because as you guys know, I mean, it's no secret I can morph my voice into a lot of different things. I wanted to see if I could get some character shit going on. I can't promise on when that's ever going to happen. You know, but it will. It it will. Because there's, there's always things that I'm looking for to kind of like, you know, spice things up and, and kind of take it out of like, you know, what the normal is. You know, um, if I could pick one off the top of my head. You remember when I did that thing about Mike Lindell and, and I mixed the DMX song? Shit like that. You know, I, I've always wanted to do just to make the show, you know, more fun and have a little bit more, you know. What's the word I'm looking for? Diversity. No, that's the wrong word. Diversity is just a bad word these days. <laughs> Variety is what, I, is what I'm saying. All right? And, I, and I'm working on it, as I always am. Just keep in mind that my brain, I'm always in the lab, as you guys know. And, and this is what's affording me, not to get you an episode just every week, but to get you something over an hour every single week. You know? It's just like, you know, I, I can keep the train rolling just like that. But until next week, this is Christian Rodriguez saying... Be awake, not woke. Beat your fucking kids. Take care.